Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so we're going to kick off today's uh, broadcast with a uh, story of when luggage carts go wild. <laughs> Something, it, it's crazy. What's been going on uh, up in Chicago? So, what, what happened exactly, Dennis? Tell us. Uh, looks looks like they had a, a golf cart that was modified to be kind of like a catering uh, vehicle, you know, to bring water and stuff out to the uh, the airliners. And apparently, the throttle stuck on it, and so it was uh, doing donuts in reverse out in the middle of the ramp, just spinning around wildly. Uh, you know, the ground handlers are you know like trying to take a jump at it, but it's got doors swinging wildly, and you know. <laughs> basically so it's under power it just wouldn't didn't have uh they 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 need like a kill switch on it like you have on personal watercraft oh they probably will now yes that's probably going to be a result but this was a an equipment malfunction and the the engine just wouldn't shut off and thing just it was right by the jetway so you know in between the terminal and the jet and the actual parked airplane it's right out in that area so people are watching this from the uh from the uh the concourse there and seeing what's going on and you know all of a sudden it looked like it was going to hit uh, the actual parked airplane which could have you know not only disrupted a few people's schedules but probably you know done a lot of damage to that airplane and one of the luggage handlers uh jumps onto the pushback tug and literally speared the golf cart and tipped it onto its side and pushed it out of the way and you know everybody kind of got up and cheered and you know, it was a demolition derby right there on the ramp at O'Hare. It was, pretty, it was, it was pretty good thinking on that guy's part. Yeah. He just walks over there, gets on the on the tug and pushes it over. Timed it absolutely perfect. Hit it midsection in the, in, while it was spinning in a circle there in the best possible way and just flipped it on its side and put the whole thing uh, to bed. Well, Google it. It looks. It sounds like it was a great it's show. Great. It was yeah. for the folks uh, there at the airport. Now I got to say, I have had an incident there in Chicago before as well, but it was a little bit more uh, harrowing. So I get on my flight. I'm flying back from Chicago to Florida, right? And it is middle of winter, and our flight had been delayed. There was a storm, snow, wind, as you typically would have in February. Chicago. Exactly. And uh, I board my plane. I have a window seat. And we're finally getting off after, you know, a two-hour delay. So everybody's pretty anxious and like, all right, let's get this bird in the sky. Let's get the hell out of this place. People aren't supposed to be living in, in conditions like this. At least for me, for a Florida boy. So I'm on the aircraft. People are, you know, passing by and, you know, filling up the seats and everything. And the wind's blowing outside, you know, and, and I'm looking off into the distance. And it's at night. And uh, and I'm looking across the runway, and I see far in the distance something moving. And it wasn't an aircraft. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And it was uh, it was like stairs, you know, like for, you know. The, the, if you the, don't they, have a jet bridge. Right. 
and, and and I'm I'm seeing I'm like what is going on over there? And I see like two or three of them, and they're uh, just rolling across the you know uh, uh, across the path, the the, the ramp. The, yeah, well, we'll go with that. <laughs> and I'm looking. That's strange. And they, but it was like two or three of them. And I'm like, and I'm looking. I'm like, is someone like pushing that? Or, and and I couldn't really tell. And then the, then another one starts uh, is, is moving, and I, I see it, it's getting bigger. And uh, and I'm I look around, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And this thing is coming right for us. And literally, this thing it, it, it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm I, I kind of back away from the window, like, hey, is anyone else seeing this? And and I look, and this thing's getting closer and closer. And sure enough, I mean, it, it came right at the aircraft, and I screamed <laughs> like a little girl. <laughs> got everybody's attention, like, "Hey, look out!" And then all of a sudden, you got girly man. Yeah, and it hit the aircraft, and then scared the bejesus out of me because I, I didn't know what it was. Everybody like, "Oh, what was that?" You know, because it shook the aircraft. And they, you know, we still were able to take off and stuff, but it was the attack of the uh, attack of the stairs. So that that kind of stuff happens in Chicago. I think it could be. I don't know. Maybe it's ghosts. It is October. Maybe it's a Halloween kind of thing. You know, where things was get it, a little. Was cr- it October then? No, it wasn't then. I'm just saying. Maybe, but maybe they have. Uh, you know, like they they got luggage carriers that are possessed. You know, stair thingies. What do you call those? Stairs. Okay. Stair, stair cars. Stair. What? Stair Just cars. Just like arrested development, the stair car. Stair you know. on wheels. Stairs on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, some idiot didn't lock them down, and they just got uh, picked up in the wind and were rolling all over the place. It I'm was bizarre. You're, surprised you were actually able to leave. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, after that? Well, I was too. I mean, what was weird is, uh, you know, when I, I look around, and I'm like, hey, anyone else seeing this? You know, and then, you know, five seconds later, this thing hits the aircraft and I yell, you know, right before impact and, and, and no one else seemed to notice. I was the only one who was paying attention. Well, most people nowadays have their window shades closed and they're all on their phones. Well, true. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and honestly, I wish I would have too, because it scared the bejesus out of me because I didn't, honestly, I didn't know it was stairs. I was like, what is coming at us? Something is coming right at our aircraft. And it, it literally hit right by my window, too, by the way. So not only is it was that uh, rolling staircase possessed, it had a thing for me. It was coming after me. Uh, why weren't you sitting in first class? Um, why why actually, were you all the way in the back? No, th- this was actually in in the front. Actually, I might have been first class now that I think about it. If I wasn't, I was right. I, it was towards the front. It was definitely, you know, on the front of the uh, wing left or left or right side of the airplane uh right why would that make a difference though because if it was on the left side the jet bridge would be in between the you'd have to go in between the jet bridge and the wing right no it was on the right side so we were on the other side and uh i just see all this stuff flying all over the place and then this thing comes and hits us but it was so i wish i would add it on video because i did scream like a little girl i wish you oh, would have had that video too Ah, uh, good times. Can you picture that, Dennis? Right? Yeah, Dennis can picture that. He knows me well enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but, you know, it's something you got to be on the lookout for, evidently. It can either be a fun little experience 
when you see a guy, you know, take out a luggage cart, you know, like a demolition derby kind of thing. Or it can be, you know, a staircase rolling all over the runway and coming out to get you. No? You, you've be, never, or, in all your aircraft things, you never had anything like that happen? I've had, I've had worse, but we don't want to talk about them here. Well, can you just change the names to protect the guilty or no? No. No? You don't want to no. talk about it? Why? If you say it out loud, it's it might you might be encouraging it to happen again. What, what's the problem? No, I hope it never happens again to every, anybody. Well, why wouldn't you want to say? Because there was death involved. Oh. Okay. Well, this took a really bizarre turn. <laughs> you kept so much pushing. For, so much for starting the show out well, on a you, positive well, note. Well, you kept pushing, so. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I did goes. almost get hit by a semi-truck at O'Hare once. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, because uh, they they drive. There's roads that go in between the runways and so forth, and all the construction they drive through there. Right. But airplanes always had the right of way. But he didn't see me coming. So um, you would have won in that uh, collision, though. I'm guessing. But he would have lost. <laughs> well, he would have lost. He, but of course, he would have won. Yes, he had the right of way, but he's not going to win with a uh, jet versus a semi. Oh, is a semi truck? Yeah. Oh. I don't but know. That'd that, be a pretty that, good uh, matchup. That, that's why you need to make sure you leave your seatbelts on because I had to get on the brakes pretty hard. Yeah. How big of so, an aircraft, though? It was I a mean, 50 seat. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah. That'd be a pretty even match. If you, you know, you're flying like a 787 Dreamliner, it's like, it'd be like a, you know, like a, a, a big old uh, army vehicle going over and crushing a car. No, not really. Well, you don't think so? No. Yeah, just think about how thick. Size matters. Come on, it it does. But uh, the aircraft is you know st- extremely lightweight structurally compared to a semi truck. You don't have one inch thick beams making up your uh, uh, your chassis and frame rails and things like that in an airline. They got to keep the weight down. It's all composite uh, carbon fiber, a fuselage on a seven eighty seven, fairly thin aluminum skin. It wouldn't take much to crumple it. Hmm. Well, that makes me feel so much more safe now that you described it like that run into a semi truck with the airliner yeah i yeah probably something i wouldn't wish that on anyone i guess now that you mention it these are just some of the bizarre scary things to look out for halloween it's right around the corner so we we got this whole foreboding kind of vibe going here on just plain radio today you've been warned stick around if you dare Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm so scared. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 This is Just Plain Radio, actually. But it is, uh, you know, Halloween's right around the corner. So, boy, you know, uh, be on the uh, lookout for possessed staircases and other things that are flying across the runway maybe i don't know it, it is kind of a halloweeny kind of thing i think it would be it would be fun to have people write send us an email of the things that you've seen at the airport what you know like spooky things doesn't necessarily have to be spooky no i think you it could, does if it's halloween it needs to be the kind of like spooky type of uh you know when you think about it when you, you go to the airport at night especially a small ga uh, airport, and they're kind of creepy places. I think they're fantastic. Well, I do too. But they, you could you could see, you know, like a haunted house, like a haunted airport kind of vibe thing going on. <laughs> I'm just saying. All you got to do is go to go to Orlando International. Yeah. Why have you seen ghosts? No, it's just haunted with TSA. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, be on the lookout. Uh, you know, it's that time of year. All right, so uh, we got a couple of little nuggets to share. Uh, Four Flight's doing a little promo right now that I, I wonder if everybody knows about this. You, if you just use Four Flight to file your flight plan, you're automatically re- registered for uh, some pretty cool giveaways. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yep. Uh, they've been running this promo for a few months now, and you have to not just register a file of flight plan, but you actually have to activate it. So you do actually need to go on a flight and open that flight plan, whether that's an IFR or VFR. Uh, but the idea is to encourage you to file and use the electronic filing methods that are available now with ForeFlight. And I and wonder, uh, though, is, is it telling you that once you do this, you've been automatically registered for this trip to blah, 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 or whatever? the pri- I mean, the prizes the are kind of cool. 
Yeah, the first time that I activated a flight plan with the promotion, I did get an email confirming it, but I haven't gotten any subsequent. So I think that just just was a reminder that, yep, the system works. We got you. Mm-hmm. There you go. You've been taking advantage of that, Keith? Well, I file a lot of flight plans, but I haven't gotten any emails. Well, see, that's why I'm bringing it up. I think a lot of people are getting entered in this, and they don't realize that they might have a shot at some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've not gotten any emails that I've been entered into anything. Well, supposedly that's all you got to do is file, like Dennis said. And uh, you can check out fourflight.com and uh, probably find out all the information about this. But it's a cool little thing that they're doing. Hats off to them for that. Filer sweepstakes. Frequent flyer. No, frequent filer. Frequent filer. Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. All right. The other thing is NASA is finally getting into the uh, electric plane biz. They've probably been doing this for a while. We just didn't know it. I've been wondering where the hell they were. Have you? I mean, we've been, you know, we got the Sky Flyer. We got all this stuff. Like, where the heck has NASA been? I thought that's what they do. And I think they've been doing it but just been operating under the radar, you think? I'm sure they've had their fingers in it. Yeah, because now they have the, the coolest name for an electric aircraft because they're working on the X-Plane. Well, it's their first ex- first actual delivery of a new X-Plane uh, to NASA in decades. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wonder so if... another Technam. I, I wonder if they had that trademarked. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Technam that... Cape Air is getting. Right. This is another Technam. Oh, it is the same brand? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an older model. It's the, the it was the built on the P2006, I think it is. But, but this uh, the, is going to be all electric. And, yeah, uh, it's an all electric test bed. And it's, it's coming with actually multiple different wing configurations. They're going to be able to interchange to try different configurations of engines. But um, the aircraft is actually called the X-57 Maxwell. And it's being tested at the Glenn Flight Center out in California. About that. So their goal with this one is what? Just to make it fly? Or do they got like some specs they're trying to uh, achieve? Have you have you got that deep in it yet, Dennis, or what? Well, they're they're wanting to be able to prove out, you know, all different power plants. I mean, they're they're showing, you know, twelve separate propellers, um, you know, some small ones along the wingspan with large ones on the wingtips, uh, as one of the possible configurations. So they want to be able to use this to find what works and be able to test it and actually do some uh, real-world flying uh, with various engine configurations. That has always been, uh, you know, the configuration is one thing, but the, the, the blowback has always been the battery capacity and how to charge these things, right, Keith? That's yes. what you've seen with yeah. these things in the past. Are right. you seeing any developments where that's, uh, they're working those issues out? Well, you know, the biggest development that's coming along is Tesla. Tesla's probably got the, the the greatest advances in batteries and how long they last and everything else. But, right. Uh, so they're going to feed off of that stuff as well. But it's still going to be a long time before electric airplanes are – before you could buy a ticket on, a, on an electric airplane, let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, you, you still think it's going to be trainers are going to be the first ones to use them? Probably because it's, it's not going to take as much to get them – uh, up in the air. Right. The problem with trainers is the fact that, you know, like for our school, you know, they, they're they airborne every two hours. Right, so and you can't you, flip those batteries around quick yeah, enough unless, unless you uh, had some kind of configuration where you take out a bad battery, put in a new one, but they won't let that uh, happen yet. Right. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what NASA comes up. Do you think 
Uh, will this help uh, expedite the process, having them involved with this now, or do you think it matters? Well, I don't know. Um, you know, NASA does a lot of great stuff, but, you know, the public um, seems to have more money and are able to do a lot more quicker R- R&D. Yeah. So they don't have as much well, red you tape. Get- You've got Larry Page, uh, you know, founder of Google. He's, uh, you know, has a large investment in Kitty Hawk. And I just saw that, you know, Kitty Hawk is now demonstrating a new version of one of their electric vehicles. Uh, they, it's right now it's unmanned, but the plan is to have it be basically like a one or a two seater. And they're saying that it's uh, 60% less noise than a helicopter at the same distance. And they had some actual side by side testing showing that. So there's, there's definitely a lot of private investment in this space, but now having NASA being able to kind of help maybe coordinate or uh, aggregate a lot of that independent testing and then uh, independently validate it, um, I think is going to go a long way towards uh, helping the industry adopt some some standards and best practices and and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, you know, I think sound is a big, big issue. You know, I mean, we what was it? Uh, was it Ormond Beach Airport just added a thousand feet to their runway? Or they're in the process of doing that, and one of the reasons is, is because they, uh, if with a longer runway, they would be able to divert uh, engine sound away from a neighborhood or something for that particular runway. That was one of the issues that they were using to get the money to fund this project. And these electric aircraft will come through, and yeah, they'll be way quieter. It'd be like a glider almost, wouldn't it? It will. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I love that. Quiet is uh, luxury. Well, we deal with that noise at the airport all the time. And it is annoying, isn't it? Well, it's not annoying for us. It's annoying for the people on the ground. Oh, that's right. We don't care about them. It's not my fault that they bought a house right underneath the airport. Well, I agree. But, uh, you know, just being able to fly your plane and just hear the wind kind of comes into like uh, gliding and sailing and stuff like that. More a romantic way to look at aviation. No? It's going to be interesting for us old pilots, though, that want that noise. That tells you where your RPM is and so forth. Well, if I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong. We'll just end it at that, and we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We have uh, tapped Keith out and uh, replaced him with someone more qualified. I say that because he's not here. And that would be Gary Reeves, the Instructor of the Year for 2019. Is that right, Gary? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. I'm the FA National Instructor of the Year. And he knows everything is pretty much what that means. And uh, he's been nice enough to join us uh, today. And, and I don't know, you had a little uh, brush with greatness with him uh, face-to-face just, uh, what was it, two weeks ago or what, Dennis? When was well, it? at the uh, the Tullahoma AOPA fly-in, uh, Gary was actually there both as an as an exhibitor and also as a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did have a chance to actually see his uh, Cessna two hundred six in person and t- and spent uh, quite a bit of time with him and his wife. So there very, you go. Uh, 
very and gracious it, for his hospitality during the during the stay there. Well, he has the patience of Job if he's still talking to you now. All right, well, then well, again, I wasn't with you. So, well, and, and he even is a glut for punishment because he invited me to come uh, join him for the uh, Avidine training he did on Saturday or Sunday. So I actually got a chance to sit down and spend uh, eight hours learning even more about the Avidine uh, avionics in our Mooney. Well, then I guess we got to start this interview off with uh, an apology. Is that right, Gary? <laughs> no, he was great. Okay. He was great. All right. He paid you off. I got gotcha. you. All right. So uh, what were you uh, presenting there at the event? Gary. Well, I'm lucky enough that AOPA asked me to be one of their presenters uh, at every fly-in, and I'd certainly love to continue that. Uh, my expertise is in the single-pilot IFR world, so I was doing a review. It's just totally normal for people that are really, really smart to forget so many of the IFR basics they knew in training. So it's just a, a review of everything they forgot. I'll tell you, it was very beneficial because as soon as Dennis got back, he was raving about it. He goes, oh, my gosh, Craig, you wouldn't believe all this stuff he showed me. He showed me how to do this with my avionics. I didn't realize I would do that. It was like this was priceless. So we're going to get into some of those specifics and also an incident that maybe we can learn from Gary's, uh, well, incidents. <laughs> so you don't make them, right? Something like that. That's coming up next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, I'm Scott Fitzgerald. You probably don't recognize me because I'm in corporate. So am I. This is corporate. A <laughs> little too much so, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I try to have fun, right? I mean, you know, but we're, not, we're not landing planes here. Our company manufactures aircraft landing gear systems. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, I am going to fly us over a few more drinks. I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes take off. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. And Gary Reeves, the instructor of the year for 2019. He has been nice enough to join us after a little event he had with AOPA a couple weeks ago. That Dennis witnessed, and I wasn't exaggerating, you were really buzzing, uh, you know, not literally, but figuratively after his presentation. You, you picked up a lot of stuff, right, Dennis? I sure yep. did. Uh, you know, Gary had made a comment when he started off the training on Sunday that professional pilots train constantly and amateur pilots are the ones that train once every two years. And that got me to thinking about, you know, even our listeners here are listening to the show. Believe it or not, they probably pick up one or two little tidbits and just that desire to learn more and be better makes you a better pilot. And I think that's the whole purpose behind Gary's uh, entire career is to make pilots better by continually training. You know, going out and doing that flight review once every 24 months doesn't cut it. There's just so many things in between that you could be doing to be better, safer, uh, and make your job as a pilot easier, too. Just keeping so, your head in the game, so to speak. Is exactly. that right, Gary? Is that what he, is he got it right? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. 
your listeners, just the fact that they listen to your radio program, are in my definition professional pilots. Because professional pilots are always looking for a tidbit. Uh, they read AOPA, they read flying, but the people that stay interested and, and treat it as something important enough that they want to keep learning are the professional pilots. Mm-hmm. The amateurs are the one that, that every two years pay their flight instructor buddy for an hour flight and an hour breakfast, and they're the ones who have accidents. Yeah. Is, is it complacency or just they're not into it? What, what do you think? It, it really is confidence and complacency. Uh, one of the important things to know about complacency is you got to be good first to become complacent. So they get a lot of confidence. Hey, I passed my check ride. Hey, I got an instrument rating. And then they just get busy. Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got family. And they just stop training. They don't fly enough to maintain their skills. Mm-hmm. And then something unexpected happens. The, uh, the difference is, as an airline pilot, when they retrain every nine months, do nothing but emergencies. So they're ready for it. So the, the one-hour flight review, hey, let me see you do a week stall, really is not helping anybody. Hmm. Well, the, you know, if, if worst-case scenario, you listen to Just Plane Radio and learn what not to do by following my flight plan. <laughs> That's the way I, I use my uh, role on this show. It may not be... Uh, the best thing in the world, but hey, whatever I can do to contribute, that's what I'm here for, I guess. Uh, Dennis, what else did you pick up from his uh, presentation? Because I know you were raving about some of the avionic uh, tips that you picked up, right? Well, it was just, you know, Gary went into a lot more uh, in-depth. I mean, I had watched his uh, his video training course. He he does a free one-hour or a free course that you can just download from Avidyne. And then I purchased his eight-hour video training course and sat through those religiously, but when you actually are up there and being able to interact and talk back and forth about how to set things up and how to do things, it, it, it finally clicks. And I found myself on the flight home, um, subconsciously using a lot of those tips, things that I was having to do by hand, um, the hard way Gary showed us quick, simple ways to be able to do that. Um, you know, I would always type in the airport. You could hit the nearest key and there's the frequency right next to you. Click and populates automatically instead of having to dial the frequency in. How much easier is that? Heck it was yeah. a little stupid tip like that, that, you know, just was like, oh yeah, let the system work for you instead of doing all of the hard work like we used to do with the, uh, with the Garmin twist, 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 click. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, did you have a uh, unit on site? You were showing everybody physically what to do there, Gary, or what were you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We have a demo stack, and we also use a simulator mm-hmm. for most of the class. But, uh, you know, it, it's the Avidyne. He, uh, he took an Avidyne class. Uh, Avidyne is such an advanced flight management system that there's five or six ways of doing things. Knowing the shortcuts, reducing your workload by 50% in flight on Avidyne or, or on Garmin, really makes a difference mm-hmm. so it's it's just through experience you know i've been teaching avionics for 14 15 years that i've done all the long ways and these are the shortcuts right and, and it just makes life anything you can do to reduce workload in flight will always make you safer yeah well and plus when you have someone showing you physically 
how this works and, you know, click here, do that. That's always way better teaching method than reading it in an owner's manual or on online or something. At least for me, you know, uh, you know, when you see it actually taking place, there's a lot to be said for that. And you can do that at these seminars. And by the way, I want to give the website out for you if people want to connect with you. How do they connect with Gary Reeves, instructor of just, the year? Come on. The easy, easiest way is just pilotsafety.org. Okay. Uh, and if you're an Avidine customer and you want to go straight to the Avidine site, it's avidinetraining.com. Excellent. But, but, but pilotsafety.org is where you can access everything I do. That's where he lives. So reach out to Gary that way. Now, you did have a little uh, uh, minor incident that you're getting repaired today. Is that what's going on while you're talking to us? Right. Well, you know, it's funny. When I stand up on stage and I say you should never do this, it's because I've already made the mistake. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things I think that makes me smart is that I've made more mistakes than other people. So I've uh, I've actually become fairly yelling aggressive, not really yelling, but fairly stern with people over the last 16 years about absolutely do not do anything except taxi the plane. Don't program a flight plan into your Avidine. Don't twist a knob on a Garmin. And absolutely under no circumstances should you ever look down at your iPad while the plane is moving. Mm. I, I've, I've also been fairly insistent that you should make good decisions on when not to go. So I, uh, I got home from AOPA Tullahoma late at night. Yeah. The next morning, I had to be somewhere. That's your first warning sign. My aunt and uncle, it's their 70th wedding anniversary in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My wife woke up late. I was feeling rushed. My mom was texting me, hey, the party's starting. Where are you coming? So I had to be somewhere. I had a lot of family pressure, and I was tired. Mm-hmm. And as I was taxing my airplane out, my brand-new uh, iPad mount slipped and fell. And against everything I know better, I looked down to grab it and taxied my wingtip into a bright yellow pole right above the fuel tanks. Oh, wow. That'll, so, uh, that'll put a hurting on you in the morning. Terrible way to start the day. So, you know what? And and, and all of my friends and, and my family goes, oh, don't tell anybody. Just tell everybody it was like a bird strike. Or, you know, my mechanic, uh, Cliff at Cam Avionics in Fort Worth Spinks, is the master net wizard. He can get it out in two hours and it'll make it look like new. Yeah. But you know what? I, I have to stand up. Because if I'm the guy that speaks nationwide about safety, and I'm the guy that says, don't ever do this, well, this is why. And I'd much rather have a small dent in my wing and in my ego than have it happen to somebody else. Hmm. Now, wait a minute. That, that sounds like one of those things, though, that you could uh, use that excuse to you know, keep you from filling out a bunch of extra paperwork. But you took you the know, paperwork, didn't you? You had to you know, do the, that, didn't you? No, no. Oh, you there's, didn't. There's, there's, there's no paperwork on any of that. It's oh, okay. just small oh. cosmetic damage. I All didn't right. have to deal with anybody, mm-hmm. but, but I would have. You know, so it's it's funny, and I'll uh, I'll send you guys pictures, and I'll put it up on my website. I absolutely want everybody to know the reason I don't want them to look down is because this happens, and and I'm living proof. Yeah, I mean, I did everything I tell everybody not to. And I was even a little complacent. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) 
Well, Something you like know, that, I guess. It happens to the I, best of us, yeah. Every time I start thinking I'm pretty good, you know, somebody will step in and put a dent in my wing and go, you're not that good. Yeah. Well, Karma has a habit of coming back around and rather swiftly, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. It really does. It really does. But you got your plane fixed and you're trying to educate other folks so they don't follow that flight plan. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Like me. Yeah, that's my excuse, too. I think you're a much better example of that, though. (laughs) I I just want people to see the dent in my wing so they never, never have to go through it themselves. Yeah, very noble. A much more honest guy than me. I would have definitely went the other route, but what are you going to do? More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, bud. Heard you're getting in on the flight game. Let me know if you... uh need any pointers uh this is my first time in a in a plane front plane front you know the plane front where the uh plane drivers drive the plane the cockpit oh cockpit yeah yeah sure yeah i've heard people call it that too yeah know it well know it well i want to ride in your cockpit take me high up in your cockpit i want to fly in your cockpit oh 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 boy you're gonna like it 
Okay, it's getting awkward. Let's just move on. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain uh, Dennis and our guest, Gary Reeves, who is the Instructor of the Year for 2019. And uh, just some tips that we want to share that, uh, you know, you're covering this stuff all the time, Gary. I know is is keeping your iPad and your phone up to date, but making sure, you know, system updates like Mac has been doing a lot of stuff with our iPhones and iPads. Uh, to make sure all this stuff keeps working. If you don't stay up on it, uh, you're going to lose out on features, and and God forbid you might end up having a conflict with an upgrade or something. That that is a big big issue you deal with constantly, don't you? In your training, it's so funny because you know my Avidyne training is three and a half hours. My Garmin GTN is three and a half hours. My four flight training by the end of the month is going to be over ten hours. Wow! Because it's a constant upgrade and four flight is amazing but they add three new features a week and every time ios upgrades they add more capabilities i think one of the most important things to know though is that before you upgrade your ipad to a new version of the ios software you should actually check forflight's website because forflight will let you know when they've tested the new ios and it works dennis i don't remember uh don't know if you remember about three years ago, iOS did something that disabled all external GPS receivers. Mm. Yep, I remember that. And that's when uh, Sporty's Pilot Shop came up with uh, part of their iPad Pilot News. They came up mm-hmm. with their upgrade advisor. And so they, they've they actually done that as a public service now where they are tracking the current release of iOS and whether or not the uh, the individual EFB vendors have tested it yet. And so you can always go over to... Uh, iPad pilot news and go find that and take a look and see the status as well. And, and so if you're not just using four flight, it'll list uh, arrow V Garmin pilot um, and all of these other apps that are out there to make sure that they are compatible. And probably one of the best tips I've heard is to disable automatic updates on your iPad, the one that you're using for flying. And the reason is that way you can control when you're pushing out the new iOS the last thing you want is to suddenly get uh, iOS 13 put onto your iPad and find out that ForeFlight hasn't tested it. And we've run into one of those bugs where external GPS suddenly don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this allows us, it gives you a, a little extra control over when to apply those updates. But yeah, you do you know, want to stay up to date on them also because those new features translate into new features that they put into ForeFlight that you can benefit from. Right, Gary? As long as you learn how to use them. That's the biggest trick is... The most complex thing in a modern aircraft cockpit is the electronic flight bag, the iPads and the Android tablets. And if people don't know how to use all of the features, playing with it in flight is not a great classroom. Mm. That's that's the big thing we're finding. Or if or if you look down when it drops and you taxi into a pole, apparently, but. <laughs> uh, uh, that can occur. Yeah, during flying or taxiing, in Gary's case. Don't, uh, don't do it. Uh, you do that before you get in the aircraft period. Uh, definitely. And, and it is a fairly common problem though. Like you said, it's it, now four flights taking like 10 hours of, uh, your training because it's yeah. such a common and an ongoing changing thing that you have to stay up on. Well, you know, the, the operating handbook for four flight is if you add them all together is up over 700 pages now. Wow. And most people that use an iPad have never read the instructions on how to use the program they rely on. So I have no doubt that anybody listening that's had four flight for several years 
or FlyQ or Aerobee or any of these great programs can put in a flight plan. The question is, is can you use it quickly in IMC during an emergency? And if you can't, figuring it out when it happens is a bad idea. And, and that's why our training programs are so popular. Mm-hmm. Because you want to know how to use all of the features, not a couple. Yeah, you just had an incident yourself, Dennis, right? Where uh, a new window popped up and you're like, hey, I never saw that before. Well, that was uh, one of the things I just found with iOS 13. So I have a Stratus um, for ADS-B in and out in the airplane. And apparently there's a big change with iOS 13 now where when you connect up to a Stratus, it's actually a Wi-Fi connection and it doesn't have internet, obviously, because it's just connecting to the Stratus to get your weather and traffic. But guess what? Now Apple's smart enough to realize that, hey, I'm not getting to the internet so it prompted me, do you want to use the cellular modem that's in your iPad to connect to the internet? And I'm, of course, that t- pops up as I'm taxiing to the runway. So I, I did the right thing and ignored it, waited till I stopped, took a screenshot of it and actually had a, a discussion with Apario. They, they had not actually encountered that in their testing yet. Hmm. So it was kind of interesting that, you know, this came out and caught some people off guard. And uh, the good news is, Go ahead, choose the option to use your cellular data because now you can actually get iMessages. You can actually file your flight plan. You can get a reply when ForeFlight uh, maybe has an update to the route that you just filed when you left the hangar. Um, That's now going to come through your iPad through uh, Apple Messages, where before, once you connected to the Stratus, you were cut off from the internet, nothing worked. So I I think it's a great, uh, great evolution. But again, it's a change to how things used to work. And so you need to be aware of that and test that. Well, what I just heard you say is now you can get texts while you're taxiing. Boy, that's going to be a winner. Again, don't (laughs) put your head down. Be looking out the window. Wait till you get stopped. And then just like the car, you know, make sure you're using a hands-free device. Yeah, That actually is going to bring up another issue, though. Uh, If you're using Wi-Fi and cellular data in flight, your battery is going to go down much, much quicker, which is why I have the Stratus power port in my airplane so my iPad stays in. Another great little uh, knowledge nugget from Gary Reeves, Instructor of the Year for 2019. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Look forward to talking to you all soon. Check them out at uh, pilotsafety.org, right? That's it, buddy. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.